What's up, everybody? This is FTW with Ahmad Khan. I'm your host, Ahmad Khan, and joining me today on this Band in India edition is Rishi Alwani of the Maka Reactor. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. On today's show, we'll be dedicating the entire episode to PUBG Mobile's ban in India. On Wednesday, PUBG was banned after being classified as prejudicial to sovereignty and integrity of India, as said by India's Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology. It was banned alongside 117 other mobile apps. To illustrate how big this ban is, 24% of PUBG Mobile's 734 million downloads have come from India. That's 175 million. In an email to Business Insider India, Tencent said, quote, Our apps have always remained in compliance with applicable data with pre- protection laws in India and all other markets where we operate. We look forward to engaging Indian authorities to clarify our long-established policy and action in protecting user data and hope to ensure the continued availability of our apps in India. Of course, India was also in the middle of a PUBG Mobile Cup Open, which has since been put on hold. So, Rishi, before we even get into all the drama of this app being banned, let's take a step back for, you know, maybe American listeners who aren't totally aware of the geopolitical situation between India and China. So let's break that down. What is going on between India and China politically? So, okay, just as a disclosure, I am not exactly a policy expert or, or, or someone who's qualified to talk about politics. But what I will say what's gone down is a series of escalating tensions between India and Pakistan. I'm sorry, India and uh, China. I'm sorry about that. India and China. Uh, and so, so essentially what's happened is there have been uh, repeated border intrusions by China on India, on, on Indian territory. And uh, they, so, and because of that, uh, India is basically looking to play this like a game of Civ 6 where we're looking at the economic uh, victory in that way. That's that's just the easiest way of putting it that out there. So uh, th- this, hasn't be, this hasn't been the first time uh, China apps have been banned. Uh, a full list of 118 apps were banned. The first list came out at the, uh, I mean, uh, a month ago. And, uh, and during this week, uh, PUBG was on the second list of, of apps. Uh, before that, uh, we had a situation where uh, actual goods from China were being held up at customs, and uh, that did cause a, lo- a lot of concern for, uh, uh, f- for for a lot of companies in the country. So stocks were being held back, be it PC components, be it uh, be it you know pharmaceuticals, whatever used to come in from China was was held back at the ports due to the ongoing tensions. So this the the PUBG ban is one in a series of escalating. Uh, for the, in, the escalate, in a series of escalating moves against uh, China's border incursions in India. Well, then, again, I, uh, just for clarification, so, I mean, I, we know China has a bit of history of exercising its might, whether it be on the South China Sea, um, whether it be uh, near the Korean, um, in the Korean Peninsula as well. Uh, why is China encroaching on Indian territory? Or, yeah, what's going on there? Uh, well, I mean, so... It's, it's basically to do with a certain uh, territories that they feel are theirs, which haven't and which aren't the case that they're Indian territory. And there's a border, right, uh, the, where you where we have troops on, on, on part of the border and they have their troops on their side of it. And they've been trying to in, try, try to intrude on territory that isn't theirs. So that's the simplified version of what's going on in, in mm-hmm. that point of view. And w- as to why they're exactly doing it, well, I mean, yeah, they have a history of doing it. But uh, that's what we know so far. And because of this uh the the situation is such where uh, there, it has eventually led to uh i mean you know bans and uh in a way sanctions on on uh, china product in this country 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very curious as to why China is exercising its might in such a way, especially when it's trying to become this like global superpower with its, you know, uh, with its new kind of China Road initiative or what people call like the new Silk yes. Road. Um, yes. So it's it's weird to antagonize such a large market and potentially huge partner in this uh, in, in in this idea of connecting Asia with Africa and Europe. But you know, let's move over to PUBG Mobile. So. That's a lot of people who have lost access to this game. Uh, that's a lot of potential tournaments that are put on hold. Uh, I mean, what what has the conversation been on in India about what's going on with PUBG Mobile? So there are two kinds of conversations going on about the game at this point in time. But uh, just to be really clear, from a gaming standpoint, uh, this isn't the only app from China that's been banned. We've seen uh, companies that actually have, Chinese companies that have a huge investment in India, not just Tencent, like Yuzu. Yuzu has a team of 45 uh, Indians employed in Pune, and uh, they've actually been working with the state to, you know, uh, keep, uh, to, to develop games, to, you know, set up their facilities. And they've, they've had four of their games which were basically banned outright. NetEase with, uh, w- with its Marvel uh, Super Wars game, their game has also been banned. So it's not just a PUBG situation, but yes, uh, the, the biggest one of the bunch is obviously PUBG. And I mean, we already know how popular the game is in India. That's something that's, that, that's, that we've spoken about in the past. But um, essentially now, what, now the conversation in the industry, there are two kinds of conversations that are going on. One is the sound bites from certain uh, sections of the business, which are talking about how this is a great opportunity and how this is the best way for Indian game developers to get the word out on, you know, make a PUBG competitor. Now, the problem is the voices who are saying these things have never developed a game in their life and don't know uh, the struggles that game developers in this country actually have to get the games to market. So, you know, that's th- that's one part of it. And the and that's the conversation that's going on publicly that, yeah, this is a great opportunity. But internally, there's been a lot of uh, it's been devastating. Uh, we've had certain tournament organizers who were uh, doing a lot of PUBG related tournaments who've seen their top line erode by around 80 to 90 percent overnight. Uh, we've seen situations where uh, esports teams, uh, those who are in India, uh, international esports teams that are in India that are looking to exit. We're seeing e- esports teams that were looking to coming to India in a large way uh, reconsider their plans. That's also been happening at the same time. And uh, aside from all of this, there's also this cottage industry of content creators that has that has sprung up around PUBG Mobile. They've been impacted as well. Uh, fact of the matter is, the impact has been across the board. And uh, that's this is before I even consider the impact it's had on brands. So. Uh, because of PUBG, see, PUBG is not just a big game that people play. PUBG is a big game that people even watch. And if I'm a if I'm a non-endemic and I want to start putting money in a, in, into in a gaming events and you know get put marketing funds behind that, I'm going to think twice because the next the the next best option is 50% lower, 60% lower in terms of viewership or retention. So why would I put money into that game when uh, I'd rather put money into some into you know conventional media or something else? So the impact is there across the board, and it's something that the industry is still trying to cope with. Well, you know, then I'm also interested in some of the the interesting conspiracy theories that have sprung up uh, in India following the ban. Uh, I mean, what's going on with the with entrepreneur Vishal Gundal? So 
okay a bit of a disclosure i have worked at uh, disney india games uh, when vishal was running the show but i wasn't mm. op- i wasn't reporting to him i was working on a subscription service so I just so i get that disclosure out of the way but uh, so vishal gondal has been out of the gaming business uh, after he sold india games to disney and he's been working on a fitness uh, his own fitness uh, company called goki so uh, last year he announced a strategic investment in this company called encore Encore is a company that is run by uh, by 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 talent that worked at Digital Chocolate, that worked at Rockyu, that worked in a bunch of mid-core game companies. So uh, Encore uh, took a uh, Vishal invested in Encore and came on as a strategic advisor last year. This year, uh, it appears that he's upped his stake because now he's on board as a chairman and and co-founder at Encore. and uh, encore has been making games uh, has been doing live services rather so they they've done live services for vainglory uh, they've done a couple of projects for rovio and uh, they they claim to fame is their live services and live operations work for for these companies so vishal gondal apparently apparently has seems to have optimistic and now they are uh, they they're going to be you know bringing out this game called 4g which is so 4g is an indian is the indian word for soldier but it's also uh the acronym in this case stands for fearless and uh united guards uh and uh, essentially this is a game that they're not saying is directly competing with pubg but i mean the name kind of would make you think it does we have little information on what the game looks like at this point of time we have little information on what engine it's even running what the sp- what the resolution is or even anything to do with the actual game per se but there's been a lot of controversy around it because of how it was announced uh see if it, uh, the thing is the game was announced uh, alongside uh, uh, was announced by akshay kumar as well akshay kumar is a huge bollywood celebrity who's also uh, who's who, who's also been who's also helped the government endorse several several of its programs over the years so uh the problem so the thing is the game was announced and immediately there was a lot of uh, pushback on it you know there were certain sections uh, claiming that uh, this was crony capitalism by the government because from their point of view uh the entire situation is the uh, prime minister narendra modi talked about you know uh, making games in india then then uh, then so then the next day you have pubg banned and then after that you have uh 4g being announced but it's just a question of bad timing it's nothing else uh the intent from what i uh, from what i have been given to believe is that the intent with uh, from 4g is to actually release a d- release a good game first and everything else is second and the game has been in development from what i know for over a period of 6 months at least because otherwise you're not going to make an announcement and particularly in this day and age where you have gamers who are i mean indian gamers aren't stupid we can we can spot nonsense a mile away so All we know right now is that the game is in development. It's looking to come out at the end of October. Uh the first level in the game is going to be based on Galwan uh, the the Galwan Valley conflict according to what their press release has been sent. That's mm. what they've been saying. But uh at this point in time there is little information as to how they're going to monetize, where the uh you know w- w- what kind of you know gear or equipment you can use. No there's no actual proper information in the game yet. Uh, the other part of this announcement that caught a lot of uh, trouble was uh, how they would donate 20% of the funds to uh, specific uh, the 20% of the money uh, you spend on the game towards specific funds uh, for which would apparently go towards my understanding is it would go towards helping the troops out and you know helping uh, uh, certain other people out but uh, so now one argument is that this is all basically a scam but again uh, 
Vishal Gonal has a track record of making games here. This isn't his first time. He's done stuff like Rawan on mobile, which did pretty well. His first game was also based around national sentiment, which was Yudha, which was a game based on the Kargil conflict in uh, in the late 90s. So he has a habit of, uh, you know, taking of, of basically making games and he, he plays well on the sense of timing. So that's what's happened. He's basically announced the game at a time where, uh, you know, tensions are a bit of a high and uh, you're going to have various uh, people wondering what's up. So it's just a question of the timing more than anything else. The intent is there to make a good game, I believe. But uh, we'll have to see when it's out end October. You know, I can't blame the conspiracy theorists because if he's making a game in which like the first... I don't know, I guess level is between the China and India conflict on the border and releasing it as soon as PUBG Mobile is banned. Of course, like conspiracy theories would fly. How could it not? It's so provocative. I mean, that's the thing in general, right? Because if you look at it from one point of view is, yes, it is provocative. But if you also look at it from a pure, uh, from, from a pure business standpoint, right? If you look at the cost of discoverability in any market, not just India, I mean, you, you need something that's going to stand out. I mean, there's a reason why we had uh, why why we had EA back in the day position uh, 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 Dragon Age Origins with a Marilyn Manson video for the uh, Marilyn Manson music, uh, because at the end of the day, you still need to do stuff to stand out. It's the marketing, and if uh, what worries me isn't how it's marketed, it what worries me is what the is what the end product's going to be like, because we are at a point in time where uh, you have I mean roughly 150 200 million Indians who have played PUBG, which is a game which has an immense amount of polish, and was backed up by a pretty robust esports ecosystem, that's uh, out, that's not in the picture. So is this? I mean, fine, they're, they're saying it's not a replacement game. They're saying it's not meant to mimic PUBG. We get that. But at the end of the day, the, the expectations are already built in that at a very base level, this should at least be a decent game to play. So that's what worries me, whether they're able to meet those expectations or not. I mean, I can already see the headlines in China, like <laughs> PUBG Mobile Band, new game come, like is about killing Chinese troops or whatever, right? I mean, it's just the comparisons are going to happen. Yeah, comparisons are going to happen. And what we also do know is that it's, see, it's in third person right now. They're, they're not committing to a first person uh, uh, game uh, game type. And uh, they're saying players can team up in teams of five to collaborate and fight against forces of evil. But they're not being clear if it's still PvP or PV at this point in time. I suspect that this would change over the course of for the coming week. We would have more information coming out. Because they did even put up a trailer on their channel. But the trailer also is a little, is a little I mean, looks more like a proof of concept at this stage. Mm. So... I mean, there's still a lot that uh, we don't know about this in terms of what the actual game is going to be like. Now, the question, now the reason w that's one part of it, right? The game. Now, the part, other part of it, where people, where this controversy is, Encore is dedicating the game to Bharat Kevir. Bharat Kevir Trust gives support to India's brave hearts. Twenty percent of the net revenue from the game will be donated to the Bharat Kevir Trust, and the Bharat Kevir Trust is conceptualized by Akshay Kumar and implemented by the Ministry of Home Affairs to support families of India's armed forces martyrs. So that's what they're saying as well. So I mean, yeah, uh, all of that with the optics on this is, isn't exactly looking too great. I will agree with you on that. But uh, at the end of the day, see whatever the optics is and whatever they're trying to do. If the market isn't gonna, if the market thinks it's not a great game, it's not a great game. And we've seen this in the past, right? Like with TikTok, uh, when TikTok was banned, you had you had a couple of uh, Indian apps that tried to take that, that that tried to take its place, and they bombed, they fizzled out. If anything, the Indian audiences are moving towards reels. So 
at the end of the day, it's a question of the market deciding. And uh, for all the bluster and for all of that, we'll have to see what the game come, turns out being. Because then, see, again, the thing is that these guys have had it. Vishal has had a track record of at least releasing games that are of some decent quality. So let's see what comes of this. Yeah, I have a question. Do you think Vishal was the type of person that would uh, make a game like that would involve historical conflicts between India and Pakistan as well? I think that's exactly what uh, Yudha, the Kargil, or uh, his game on Kargil was about. That was about that conflict. Well, and yeah, that. just I, was, was that game, game like banned in Pakistan? I mean, what was the reception uh, there? So, so I'm not clear if that. I don't think that was banned in Pakistan because see, that game came out in the mid '90s and it was based on the 4A engine, if I'm not mistaken, really old school tech at that time. Hmm. And uh, the the focus was to get a game. So the reason why he even went with Cargill for that game was he actually wanted to make it around Shole. Shole was a really popular Bollywood movie, uh, and uh, it was I think it was released in the mid late '70s, and that license was still really expensive to get. He couldn't get the Sholay license, so he ended up going with this. That's what. That's how that game came to be. So interesting, yeah. interesting. Well, you know, with with where PUBG Mobile is in India at the moment, do you feel that? Do you feel that Tencent has a chance at like getting the game unbanned, or is are the security concerns so grave that India feels that no, it it needs to just be gone? Okay. Uh so while I'm not a cybersecurity expert, I will say this much <laughs> that. No, I mean, it's better to give those disclosures right out there. Yeah, of because, course. Yeah, I don't want to mislead people. But what we do know is uh, one of the bigger concerns was the data had to be in India, right? And uh, on, if I'm not mistaken, on the 30th of uh, July, if I'm not mistaken, is when uh, Tencent had made changes to their privacy policy to state that Indian gamers will have their uh, data stored on Indian servers. So they made that a commitment on that day itself. And it's not just them, even even Yuzu and some of the, uh, whose apps are also banned and a few others, they also had their data stored in India. So it's not like that was a problem. To me, this basically looks like a situation where, I mean, let's look at it this way, right? If uh, uh, gaming is super visible in India right now, to the point where the prime minister uh, had name-checked PUBG Mobile in his address, in his address to students a year ago, he actually went to that degree where he name-checked PUBG, he name-checked Fortnite. So point is, it's a super visible medium and it's something even the government's aware of. So the question is, from a political standpoint, this makes it easier to pick off, right? Then it, then it does to something that's, you know, really, then, then it makes it something that's completely a hardcore utility device like your smartphone or, or energy. So from a point, from that point of view, game, gaming seemed to be an easy target. Apps seem to be an easy target because you can still make competitors or clones in a relatively you know, relatively short time, so span of time versus versus doing R&D on a smartphone or versus, you know, uh, putting together tech for electricity infrastructure. So I feel that it's a situation of, uh, you know, uh, showing the world that, yeah, we can we can do this and, you know, China will eventually come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think we should close out the show speaking about the players. I mean, what have your conversations been with players and teams? How worried are they? So to be honest, the teams are pretty worried uh, for a couple of reasons, right? So even teams that have been winning uh, PMCO in India regularly, a lot of the dues haven't been cleared yet. So if you're running it as a business and you've booked earnings a year ago and you still haven't got the money yet, it's a big problem. 
So yeah, the teams are a little concerned, uh, and uh, and I'm talking about the local teams, obviously, who have been winning. But if I look at it from the point of view, also of teams that are looking to come in, the teams that have made announcements in the past of coming into India, be it something, and even teams that exist right now, right? Like we have Fnatic that has a PUBG mobile team. Are uh, we? Their future is uncertain. Uh, earlier in the year, we had uh, Vitality put out a press release saying that they were looking to come into India. I don't know if this will impact uh, their decision as well, but I mean. Considering how big PUBG Mobile was, it would impact their decisions too. So, fact of the matter is, yes, it the impact isn't just with local teams and and Indian teams. It's with teams that have India aspirations, and or want to actually set up base in India to you know get the ball rolling with local teams and to support the community. So, on one aspect, yes, uh, they are really worried. Uh, and even from the from a general community standpoint, the gaming community here is a lot more evolved. Uh, th- they're wondering uh, that if if you if if that if this is what's being banned, then uh, th- there's no holds barred on anything else. So they're worried from that aspect. But if you look at it traditionally, they, this is the first time we've actually seen the government ban any form of games. On the first ban list, there were a couple of other games like. Uh, uh, like uh, like uh, I think Mobile Legends, which is a MOBA from from uh, from another China company, that was on that list as well. The co- uh, the government hasn't really bothered too much with console and PC because the numbers are negligible versus mobile. So uh, there is a certain amount of fear from the community that regulation may be next, but I don't see that being a thing. I think this is more of a thing of, you know, trying to make sure China toes the line. It's we're trying to go for like I said earlier, a Civ Six style economic victory. Mm. <laughs> economic victory. That's a good. That's a good analogy. Uh, with with that, Rishi, thank you so much for giving uh, us your time. I know it's late over there. I know it's been very crazy and hectic. But really, uh, we truly appreciate you jumping on, and giving us your insight. No problem. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan. If you like the show, please rate, subscribe, and share. Your support will help our show grow. To see full transcripts of the show or links to our Patreon, head on over to ftwamad.com. If you'd like to follow Rishi and keep up to date with everything happening in the world of Indian esports and gaming, follow him on Twitter at Rishi Alwani or check out themakareactor.com. If you'd like to follow me and my writing over at the New York Times, the Washington Post, and elsewhere, follow me at Imad on Twitter. Annie Pei is our producer. If you have any questions or would like to submit a Fan of the Week question, reach out to her at Pei underscore Annie on Twitter. Joe Domek is our outreach manager and Ron Lyons is our researcher. With that, we'll catch you guys next week.